Hi, and welcome to another episode of Need to Know Nutrition. Today, it's all about stress. What is it? What happens to our bodies when we get stressed? Is there any such thing as healthy stress? What impact does stress have on our health? Perhaps this might sound familiar. I stress about stress before there's even stress to stress about. Then I stress about stressing over stress that doesn't need to be stressed about. It's stressful. Is that you? It's no secret that we're all stressed at some stage. So I also want to discuss all the ways you can cope or survive daily life stresses. Stress management is a wide spectrum of techniques aimed at controlling levels of stress, especially chronic stress. But before I go diving straight into the deep end... Welcome to Need to Know Nutrition with me, clinical nutritionist Belinda Martinella. If you're passionate about your health, have a craving for reliable information, or just want to hear some really awesome food facts, then I'm glad you're here. Each week, I'll discuss a new and interesting health topic packed full of delicious nutritional facts. Let me sift through all of the health and dietary jargon so you don't have to. It's time to get all the info you need to put your health first. Stress. It's a word that's thrown around very often, mainly because it's very relevant in most, if not all, of our lives. Or what is stress? Stress is your body's way of responding to danger or demand. When you sense danger, whether that be real or imagined, the body's defense mechanisms kick into action and create an appropriate stress response. So stress is essentially the body's way of protecting you. Stress is a process, not a diagnosis. Being stressed is not an illness. However, the research shows that being stressed can contribute to illness, but we'll talk about that a little later. There are essentially two types of stress. The first one is environmental stress. This means the environment that you're in. Think pollution, toxicity exposure, social circles, so family, friends, and the workplace. Then you have internal stress perceived stress. Now, we're all well accustomed to opening up our inbox and seeing anywhere between 50 and 500 emails that all need immediate attention. This is perceived stress, stress that you become aware of, recognize or understand, but doesn't offer an immediate threat on the safety of your life. And look, this probably feels debatable sometimes. Also within internal stress, you have dietary stress, think processed foods, refined foods, or malnourishment and illness, which causes stress and inflammation in the body. Think colds, flu, or glandular fever, those sorts of things. So what happens to our bodies during times of stress? You have adrenal glands. So these are two walnut-sized glands that sit on top of your kidneys, and they produce many hormones, two of which are your stress hormones called adrenaline and cortisol. Perhaps you've heard of them. Adrenaline is your short-term stress hormone. It's produced when you get a fright, so it's designed to get you out of danger and quickly. Then you have cortisol. Cortisol is your long-term stress hormone. It's actually very useful during times of famine, floods, and wars. It's a preservation hormone, essentially, so it keeps you alive during chronic times of stress. Let's talk a little more about adrenaline first. Historically, we made adrenaline when our lives were being threatened and our response, fueled by adrenaline, was typically physical. So let's say you were being attacked by a three meter crocodile and you could get out of there quick smart. It promotes the fight or flight response, which physiologically means your pupils dilate, your heart rate increases, your breathing becomes heavier and your digestion slows down or stops. 
all of your blood supply is taken away from the unimportant organs like your gastrointestinal tract and diverted to your muscles to get you ready to run, jump, sprint, or whatever you have to do in order to escape. Now, here's the problem. Most of our stress these days is psychological. And yes, this drives the body to make adrenaline and sets off the cascade as mentioned. In terms of fuel, this stress response requires quick and easy access to your body's most abundant and preferred energy source, which is glucose or sugar. Adrenaline dumps sugar into the blood to get you and your muscles physically ready to get out of danger, which would make complete sense if you had a great white shark swimming after you. However, sitting in front of your desk and feeling stressed means that sugar is being dumped into your bloodstream, but we aren't doing anything physical to use up the glucose or the sugar, which means that something in our body has to deal with this sugar dumping. Welcome insulin. Insulin is a fat storage hormone, which is sent out into the blood to retrieve the unused glucose or sugar and store it for later. So you feel stressed, your body surges with adrenaline, dumps the sugar into your bloodstream and directs it to your muscles so you can sprint away from danger. But your stress is perceived stress, which means you don't need to do anything physical and no, typing on a keyboard isn't considered physical. So insulin comes and stores the sugar your body dumped. And then what happens? Perhaps you start to crave sugar. Now, this is because your body is so smart and knows that one, it's the best and quickest source of fuel. And two, what if you are faced with an immediate threat and you do need to sprint away quickly? Your body wants more glucose or sugar just in case. Welcome cravings. So it all begins to make sense why we crave sugar, just in case we need quick access to glucose for future fight or flight episodes and why our weight may fluctuate. Thank you, storage hormones. Okay, let's talk about cortisol. Cortisol is produced when stress has been going on for a while. Think lengthy projects at work, house renovations, financial struggles, issues with children or family. I just want to point out that our hormones are not the enemy. In fact, take cortisol for example. In optimal amounts, this hormone can be very beneficial to our health. It can decrease inflammation, burn body fat as energy, and it's actually your natural alarm clock. Ideally, cortisol spikes around 6am, then ever so slowly starts to decrease throughout the day until it starts to pick up again around 2am, ready for your 6am wake-up call. So that spike of cortisol is what's supposed to wake you up in the morning. Prolonged stress wreaks havoc with this hormone and it can elevate cortisol levels which leaves us feeling sluggish it might make you also have a sluggish metabolism increased blood pressure increased cholesterol and sleep disturbances now chronic stress can also decrease morning cortisol so let me just reiterate that morning cortisol remember when i just said about being woken up by your cortisol at 6 a.m meaning that the optimal level will naturally wake you up Now, because it decreases morning cortisol, when you do have to wake up to your alarm, you can feel like you've been hit by a bus as opposed to springing out full of energy. The wavering cortisol levels caused by stress is what makes us crave sugar and caffeine and can also make you feel tired, but really wired. Okay, so we've done the really quick version of what happens to our bodies during times of stress. So it's time to talk about things that exacerbate stress from a nutritional perspective. 
because this is a nutrition podcast, I want to talk about the things that we consume in our diets that can contribute to stress. No doubt you can probably guess each and every one, but I also want to give you the reasons why. First cab off the ranks, and I feel like it always is, processed sugars and refined carbohydrates. So all of those things that you think about reaching for around about three o'clock in the afternoon. Sugar can suppress your immune system for up to two hours after you eat or drink it. And you may also experience a sugar high and then a sugar crush, which leaves you feeling lethargic, heavy, tired, and most likely guilty. So these are the things that you should choose instead of processed sugars and refined carbohydrates. Try a banana, apple, dark chocolate, or any healthy homemade treats. Okay, coming up next is alcohol. You might feel relaxed when you're having alcohol, but there is an incredible amount of stress on your liver once you consume alcohol. Alcohol is a depressant, which means that it slows down the brain and central nervous system. It may help you deal with stress in the short term, but it can contribute to feelings of depression, anxiety, and guilt, which essentially makes stress harder to deal with. Now, instead of choosing alcohol, perhaps you could try sparkling water with fresh lemon and lime, kombucha, or cranberry lime and soda. Coffee. Now, coffee elevates cortisol levels, and it should be avoided after 12 p.m. or 12 in the afternoon to ensure it doesn't affect sleep. Now, choose instead perhaps a turmeric latte, a chai latte, herbal tea, or a hot chocolate using good quality raw cacao. Time to talk about stress management from a nutritional perspective. Now, when we're stressed, specific nutrients are depleted. And as always, there are many nutrients that need replenishment during times of acute and chronic stress. Today, I've picked three. Vitamin C. Now, this is a powerhouse vitamin, as I'm sure you are well aware if you've been listening to my past podcasts. There is a reason why I mention it in every episode. Well, look, I feel like I do at least. And that's because it does incredible things for our bodies. Now, during times of stress, the adrenal glands, remember those walnut-sized glands on top of your kidneys? They require vitamin C. This means that in times of stress, your body could use the extra vitamin C from your diet. Did you know that vitamin C actually assists in the clearance and regulation of cortisol? You can get vitamin C from foods such as kiwi fruit, oranges, mandarins, capsicum, broccoli, cabbage, and many more. Next, we have magnesium. This is such an important mineral when it comes to stress. Magnesium can reduce stress hormones, so adrenaline and cortisol. It can keep blood sugar stable, which means less cravings, improved mood, reduced fatigue, increased energy levels, and increased brain health. Magnesium also promotes muscle relaxation and may assist with sleep onset. Foods that are rich in magnesium are green leafy vegetables, think spinach, rocket, kale, silver beet, pumpkin seeds, quinoa, tofu, almonds, hazelnuts, bananas, avocado, chia seeds, and dark chocolate. Like we need another excuse to enjoy some dark chocolate. Vitamin B6. Now this vitamin helps the body produce serotonin, which is our feel-good hormone. This helps the body cope with stress and anxiety. Food sources include oats, rice, bananas, poultry, sunflower seeds, cooked lentils, eggs, spinach, and potatoes. I think it goes without saying that whole foods will be the best help to your body during times of stress. So think 80% whole foods and 20% soul foods. It also wouldn't be complete need to know nutrition episode without me mentioning whole foods. Time to move on to stress management lifestyle. 
high quality sleep and minimal screen time after work. Now, good quality sleep is vital, especially in these winter months. You should be aiming for seven to eight hours of sleep to support your immune system and help manage your stress levels. Now, excessive screen time. Remember the blue light I mentioned in the better sleep episode? So this can affect your circadian rhythm or your natural internal process that regulates your sleep and wake cycle. It also puts extra stress on the eyes, being tension headaches, blurred vision, general ocular fatigue, and can cause stress hormone release depending on the content. Instead, perhaps you could try some sort of movement like yoga, you could do meditation, drawing, perhaps you want to listen to some music, have a beautiful warm bath, curl up with a cup of tea, or do some reading. Some other important lifestyle tips, breathe, move, stay hydrated, and eat real food. Now, never underestimate the power of breath. Now, studies show that as little as five deep diaphragmatic breaths can actually decrease the cascade of stress hormones and promote rest and relaxation. Perhaps try that next time you're super stressed. Movement. 10 minutes a day. Riding to work, parking a little further away, or taking a stroll at lunchtime, walking around the block, those sorts of things. Now, movement encourages blood flow, which is great for oxygen distribution, nutrient absorption, and energy production. Exercise strengthens your heart and improves circulation. It can also reduce and stabilize blood sugar levels or reduce your cravings. Win. Water. Hydration. Increased energy, excretion, and toxic elimination. Just a few reasons why we should be drinking at least two liters of water every day. Eat real food. Here it is again. Packed with health-optimizing nutrients, do your best to eat low-human intervention foods such as fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, eggs, meats, and lentils. And that just about wraps it up. So remember, no matter what type of stress you're under right now, the body will react the same whether it's an immediate life threat, that three-meter crocodile, or a full inbox with not enough time in the day to complete it. You need to make a conscious effort to manage your stress. This isn't something that's just going to happen. And no, drinking a bottle of wine is not stress management. Remember that alcohol can actually suppress your immune system and induce anxiety? Take care of yourself. If you take anything away from today, take at least two stress management techniques that you'll put into action this week. Maybe deep breathing or taking a few movement breaks throughout the day or mindfully eating a few oranges, Mm -hmm, vitamin C. I hope you found some useful information about managing your stress and you feel empowered to control only what you can control and let everything else go. Now, here are some catchy stress management slogans to wrap up this episode. Manage stress before it manages you. Today, I will not stress over the things I can't control. It is what it is. It was what it was. It will be what it will be. Don't stress. See you next episode. Thanks for joining me today and learning all the things you need to know about nutrition and your body. If you want to learn more about today's topic or have a question you'd like answered, please jump onto my website, thetravellingnutritionistaustralia.com and find the podcast tab. All the references are also available should you wish to dive a little deeper. Remember, it's not the things that you eat and do occasionally that matter. It's the things that you eat and do every day that really count. Until next time, always choose the good stuff because you and your health are worth it.